You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. The Auburn Arena time, gentlemen, is 8.57 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Your digital audio device tuned into the Orange and True podcast. It is I, Drew Croson, at Center Crow 2 on Twitter. You'll find me at Center Crow on Venmo. Joining me. Via the magic of the internet, the rumor monger at Ryan S. Starrett. Ryan Starrett, the S, stands for science. No, it stands for Eddie Rosario. For, excuse me? Eddie Rosario. Go Braves. AOC? Is this a political podcast? <laughs> All right, to the other side uh, of me. Do whatever you want. To the other side Three, of me. Uh, son of Pro. The, uh... The giving you the full Fort Payne ASMR you give you pay so much money to my Venmo for. The one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, a man who joins me in mourning the loss of the North the Norse god Erlen Holland for the season, the AU Chief. See the the Braves go to the World Series. The unlikeliest of heroes wins the National League Championship Series for the Atlanta Braves. Sorry, that was supposed to be uh, the uh, actual call of the slide into into home there, but uh, that'll work. The unlikeliest of heroes. That was uh, one Mr. Sid Bream, uh, man who uh, personally recruited me to Liberty University. <laughs> okay. That's a story. Go Flames. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you, go Braves. Wait, finish the story. Did you go to Liberty? Hmm. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Liberty. But personally, I got a uh, magazine with his face on it and a note from him. But, you know. Hey, man. You ever been up here? Virginia's beautiful. <laughs> Love Sid. <laughs> uh, Liberty, been in the news uh, today. Oh, God. Actually. <laughs> All right. Well, when are they not? Man, they, they stay in the news. Anytime anybody thinks man, the media is really pulling all the punches on Auburn, just take a just Google alert Liberty University and see uh, <laughs> see how things are going for the Flames. Uh, guys, has anybody checked the Auburn soccer scores the last couple of days? It's uh, a test. Sure have. What do you yep. got, Ryan? Because yep. I know well, I have. Not great. Not great last week. Are we introducing our, our last member here? Or is he just well, we'll get to, we'll get to our other guest here in a second. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, Auburn played Arkansas on Thursday for senior night, lost too low. Um, but you know they're number one in the SEC, undefeated for a reason. Um, tough loss on senior night, but it happens sometimes. And then they they got a tie. So they they this was probably not probably this was definitely the toughest stretch of the season so far. Yeah. Cuz they went they hosted the best team in the conference and then went to 
a top 15 team at Ole Miss and really fought and gutted out a uh, 2-2 tie with the Rebs. Yeah. A draw on the road is not is not too bad. No. Uh, you want to win your home games. You want to get you want to get a result on your away games matches. So they needed to win this game to have a shot at the three seed, uh, but losing it, Ole Miss locked up the three. Um, but yeah, it's not the end of the world. Auburn, uh, assuming they take care of business on Sunday, will be a four seed. Um, you lose that game and get to look. But um, yeah, like I said, drawing a 2-2 uh, against number 15 on the road is not not bad at all. No, it's not. And and I really think that, like, getting a four seed here, beating Alabama at Alabama, who is undefeated at home, but not awesome. Like, on the road, they've been pretty not great. They're, they're uh, winless on the road. Yeah. That helps. Not just winless, SEC Brian. The scores have not been, like, yeah. favorable. <laughs> but this game is in Tuscaloosa. So. Yeah. Maybe that home crowd and uh, whatever Alabama's soccer complex is called is, is real tough. I've been there. Like that. I've been there. Is it tough? Nah, no. It was for a men's club soccer game, and I don't – it was not uh, – it was whatever. I was just hanging out. The T-Town menswear arena. <laughs> um, I think, Ryan, T-Town menswear was the name of a suit store that early in the Saban era was – Rumored to be handing out free suits to oh, not rumored Alabama players. <laughs> not rumored. It happened. They were pretty definitively caught yeah. doing so. But luckily, that like Alabama got in a lot of trouble. Got to look good in your charger. Like Alabama got in a lot of trouble. They went on probation and really learned their lesson. Yeah. So <laughs> Auburn should take care of Alabama. Um, if form holds, this Auburn team is a much has a much higher class of play than what Alabama's put out there. But you never know. Road games are tough. Rivalry games are tough. The Iron Bowl of soccer, CC Cole Kubelik, um, is a really it's always a good game. And that one's on SC Network Plus. So give it I'll a wa- watch. I'll be watching that one. Actually, no. Yeah, what else are you going to do yeah, on is, Halloween but... as uh, as the kids are getting ready to go trick or treat? It's on Thursday. It's on Thursday, man. No, it's not. It's the 28th. I swear to God. I'm looking at the website right now. (laughs) October 28th, Thursday, 7 p.m. Unless the Auburn... Maybe you're... uh, Unless AuburnTigers.com isn't right. (laughs) Which, look, maybe not. Uh, Okay. The the SEC tournament starts on Sunday. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The tournament should start on Sunday. So So that's... This is a wild thing about... In Civil Women's Soccer, we play our last game of the season on Thursday, and turn around have to play a tournament that begins Sunday. In which the we'll, season, the, it's, the season really is. It's like it's basically like an international tournament. Yeah, is how is how it plays out because you're playing every three days for, mm-hmm. <laughs> in this case, a couple months. Yeah. And, uh, so that that it really just shakes out that you're playing in a tournament for a really two you're playing in a twelve team group play, yeah. Like this is the giant Carabao Cup. 
Oh, man. The Carabao Cup. The Carabao Cup, Ryan, is the most prestigious trophy in international <laughs> hey, uh, club it's football. It's the only one I, that I Everton like has never not. won. Everton has never won. It's, it's, the, it's the League Cup, and Everton has never won it. It's the only thing they've never won. The difference between it and the FA Cup are it's, nebul- it's nebulous. Basically, it, it's the only yeah, the first two divisions of English yeah. football. First four divisions. I'm Anyone can enter the Carabao Cup. Anyone no, the first four can be in the Carabao Cup. Anybody can oh. be in the FA Cup. Like oh, you, the, the four of us could start a, a club okay. side oh, in yeah, England and football. be in the FA Cup. As long as we're licensed by the Football Association. We could be in the 50th well, it division. Sounds, it sounds like you're trying to say caribou, but I've never heard no. the word caribou. Oh, are you unfamiliar with the second most popular energy drink in Thailand? <laughs> because that's what caribou is. <laughs> they they paid product. they paid a lot of money for the naming rights to the League Cup, but they are an energy drink from Thailand. Not not as good as Chang beer. And Definitely every, not as good a, lo- a logo as Chang. The F- the FA Cup is won by almost every year a different team, whereas the Carabao Cup is won by the same team every year. Because I think Manchester City has won it four times in a row. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a long time since they didn't win it. All right, it's a smart. It's it's the one you should try to win because it's like over in February. Theoretically, so like, it is more prestigious because all the teams in it are top four league teams. Yet, but it's the one that it, nobody on cares the, on the give, give a crap about. Yeah. It is <laughs> at the lowest of the give a crap, give a crap meme. It is except what, except I as an Everton supporter, I really want to win it because they've never won it, and it's, it's also easy to like, win. The NBA has announced that they want to do a mid-season like league cup. Oh yeah, yeah. And that will get about as much traction as they care about. Like, players are just don't care about it because they didn't grow up caring about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's kind of like caring about the Texas Bowl or the, the Blue Bonnet Bowl, which no longer hey, exists. You might be caring a lot about the Texas Bowl here in about two months. I know. I saw that. CBS has us projected to play the Baylor Bears in the Texas Bowl, which I think actually is a bit of a disappointment for both teams. Because if you look at both schedules, both teams could win most of the games remaining on their schedules, which would put them in better bowl games than the Texas Bowl. I, I will say I think it's not a disappointment in the sense that unless unless Auburn gets to say in and two, maybe not going to happen. Whoa, 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 uh, whoa, whoa! It could happen. Okay, okay, sure, it could happen. Uh, unless unless it does, you're probably looking at a, another Florida Bowl. Which I think most Auburn fans are. Yeah, I don't want to in. go to the Tax Slayer Gator yeah, Bowl against Wake Forest. Don't want to go back to Orlando. <laughs> so going to Houston would be a new a new place at least. I think this all comes down to the fact that the Cotton Bowl is not the Cotton Bowl this year. Had the Cotton Bowl been a normal Cotton Bowl and not part of the football playoff, then that's well, kind of where you could go. 16. What? Hmm. It's still a New Year's Six game, so it would be the same as going to the Peach Bowl this year, as not Lower. Yeah, but the Cotton Bowl is not. That's in what Georgia. I'm saying. Like Auburn would probably need to be ten and two to make the Cotton Bowl if it was not a playoff game. Right, but like a ten and but like I'd rather I almost personally and not just because I live here would like to go to a game that Auburn hasn't gone to in a long time, like the Cotton Bowl. So in that respect, well, the that's... Texas Bowl is nice, yeah. but that that stadium is lifeless. Like it's a. Was well, it in the Texas Stadium? Yeah, Reliant is a. Yeah. It is a lifeless NFL 
barn. There is nothing likable about it. Well, so the uh, the options on ESPN right now are uh, Schlebach has us going uh, to Nashville again. Can we, beep, can we have Jack beep out that? Play Wisconsin. Good old Wisconsin. Oh, or uh, New Year's Eve going uh, back to Tampa. Or, sorry, Jacksonville. I, I, the hold on. Hold on. I think that's a, a Schlebach troll job is what that is. That is exactly <laughs> what he's done there. Because. He knows how much Auburn, he knows how much Chief personally despises the concept well, of us going to Nashville play Wisconsin. I, it's just a joke to him. Everything that he does, he hates Auburn. That dude hates Auburn. Hates. What about we, what about eleven a.m. in Jacksonville playing NC State? Oh man, <laughs> that's horrible. Eleven a.m. on New Year's Eve. That's bleak. That's bleak. Eleven a.m. They, they need to get a hold of these times. There should. We should um, never play at 11 a.m. I'm pretty sure that's 11 a.m. Eastern as well. Cool. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right about that. See, the, now the Texas Bowl sounds great. Right? I wish they still played in the Astrodome, but the Astrodome no longer exists. Well, we're going to be playing. We're going to be playing in the Cotton Bowl in the uh, playoff. I think it is still. Yeah, it's still it standing. Is still standing. Yeah. <laughs> the Eighth Wonder is still there. It's just no longer used yeah. as a. I think they use it as a rodeo arena sometimes. And I think they do monster truck and dirt bike rallies in there. At the same time? No, that would be <laughs> <Maybe>. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the other fun thing about the Texas Bowl is it's on January 4th. It's the last bowl game besides the title game by three days. It's kind of off by itself, middle of the week after New Year's. You know what's great is Houston in January. <laughs> by that no. I mean it's, it's probably going to be sleeting. Yeah, I mean, or it's either going to be sleeting or it's going to be eighty-five. Those are kind of the only options in Houston. Yeah, yeah, I I would say uh, the best time to visit Houston is maybe November uh, or uh, March. March. (laughs) Whenever the Uh, last big snow apocalypse we get is, (laughs) go like three weeks after that when everybody gets power back. All right, let's keep going. We're going to do basketball next week, you guys. And Dr. McLaughlin of the McLaughlin Group will be on here to talk a little hoops with us. I have a couple of questions I want to ask him. Um, I also have a question I was going to ask him that I'm going to tease right now. And that is, which Auburn player from the Bruce Pearl era will be named to an NBA All-Star game first? Because I think the answer is a player who is not currently playing in the NBA. But we will <laughs> we will continue with that conversation next week. But first, let's go take a quick commercial break and we'll come back and we'll talk oblong balls. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back at 14 minutes and 17 seconds. Uh, football, we did not play last week, which is the best kind of week in the fall. Um, actually, the only week that's not, the only thing that could be better 
is a big win or an Alabama loss. But like, otherwise, mo- even most wins. What did you say? You said or, but the keyword is and. There, well, big double, win and an Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I never feel more like singing the blues. When Auburn wins and Bama lose. Um, I feel like even most Auburn wins, maybe it's just a Gus thing. You didn't leave thinking, hey, everything's awesome. It was more like, this kind of still feels like a loss. <laughs> so the bye week was kind of like a, a respite of that from that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I just enjoyed Bryce baseball during my bye week. It was a perfect bye week, in fact. For for those of us that uh, uh, celebrate, that observe Braves baseball, I watched very little sports. I watched like I watched like eight nine snaps of the Alabama Tennessee game because it was on, and that was about it. <laughs> that was the like only sports that I got into. Oh, yeah, you had a you had a double buy right? With Cowboys off. Yeah, because that Cowboys off exactly. I had nothing football wise. Had to put CD Lamb on my bench. Uh, I beat James Jones in Fantasy Premier League this week. Well, I watched the yeah. Dortmund game. I guess that's true. I did watch a little Dortmund. Yeah, I watched Dortmund. I watched Everton uh, look like they were going to handily win, and then uh, with 12 minutes to go, they gave up first of uh, four goals. Yeah, that was a big old uh, yikes. To, to Watford? To Watford. To Watford without <laughs> their uh, – b- Best player in they lost star. to a team. He they lost to a team that sounds like the last name of a Georgia quarterback. It's uh, it's Elton John's team, Watford. Mm-hmm. Elton John had a good weekend. The Braves won. Watford won. Elton John also has two two first names like a Georgia quarterback. It's true. Is that his real name? No, Reginald Dwight. Yeah, yep, Reginald Dwight. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Doesn't sound as good. Which, when you say tiny also, answer by Reginald Dwight. Also sounds like a Georgia quarterback. <laughs> also sounds like a Georgia quarterback. Names. Yeah, they, they, it, both of his names fit. <laughs> you could also interchange them. Like you could be Elton Reginald. Um. All right, Dwight John. You, do you know his 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 uh, not given middle name, but his stage middle name? He I didn't know this. Stage middle name. Yeah. So his, his his full birth name is Reginald Kenneth Dwight. Three first names. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his. his uh, Middle name for Elton John is Hercules. Hercules? Sure. Why not? Why not? Has he, he ever announced that? Stage name. Just add, add, Wikipedia says so. It's got to be true. I mean, so, I never uh, watched that uh, yeah. that doc. The, uh, the, or not the doc, the biopic they did. Rocket Man. Was it Rocket Man? Yeah, Rocket Man. Was it Justin Timberlake? People. No, it's uh, Taron Egerton. Oh, right. All kinds of people have middle names ever, nobody ever knew about. I mean, you know, we found out during the pandemic it was actually Charles Entertainment Cheese. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. You know, I think about Chuck E. Cheese more often than I should as a 35-year-old man whose kids have never been there. You know, I've, ne- I've never been I, – I don't think I've ever been to an actual Chuck E. Cheese. Instead, I went to its uh, – uh, sister organization, yeah. uh, Showtime Pizza. Showtime Pizza, <laughs> which sure. was a Chuck E. Cheese joint because Chuck E. Cheese would be there, right? 
but it was not Chuck E. Cheese. Imagine Chuck E. Cheese adjacent. So yes. Chuck E. Cheese is one of those things that I talk about on this podcast a lot of if it didn't exist, could it? And I don't think you could pitch a kid's restaurant with a rat mascot in 2021. <laughs> okay, here's the deal, guys. We're going to have a restaurant. The mascot's going to be a thing that if it was actually at a restaurant, we'd get shut down. <laughs> you, got a, you got this whole corporation built around a mouse, though. Yeah, but they don't serve food. Well, I mean, at the parks they do. Yeah. This is a food-only place. Well, food and beer because um, dads um, need to go get drunk at Chuck E. Cheese. So, so I guess, I guess maybe Showtime Pizza the difference. Maybe they didn't serve booze because I didn't know they served beer at Chuck E. Cheese. Oh yeah, man. So, so maybe. It, maybe. <laughs> yeah. This is like the one time I went to. Was it the Dallas Zoo? Maybe in the Atlanta Zoo. I, I went to a zoo in a major major metropolitan area, and they were having like a whiskey, a local whiskey distillery. Was doing like tastings or something, and people were just drunk at the zoo. Like it was <laughs> mid morning, drunk at the zoo. You're walking around, you're like, "All right, everybody is walking around like like zombies at the zoo today." And then you realize what's going on. Like, oh, these guys are all just drunk at the zoo with their kids. <laughs> so it may be too late to welcome in anyone that may be listening to this because uh, they heard about us on. Uh... <laughs> The Observer podcast this week. Well, this is exactly what we did and, and last week. To those week. people, I'd like to say, I'm so sorry. Shout out to those. <laughs> Imagine if you built the entire show around Painter. This would it would be <laughs> it would be this show. Did I say James was on the podcast? James is on the podcast. James no, you Jones. didn't. Yeah, no, I, I introduced I him. We James had another Jones. guest, and then you just never introduced him. Yeah, I'm just now the one, the only James Jones, one half of Indiana James. He's here. It's perfect. I am. Uh, James, what do you think about, uh, what'd you do in the bye week Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. So I, I, I also watched Everton just pull out a gun and shoot me in the heart on <laughs> Saturday morning. But, uh, Super fun. Let me yeah, tell you. It was brilliant. Uh, but then, I, you know, I kind of settled into, uh, I, I gave about the, I gave the morning games about a half. I was just, you know, I'm going to do other things. I'm going to do some chores around the house, it, it, making use of the fact that this is my second weekend home in, in two months. And uh, and then I settled in for the wonder that was Penn State, uh, Illinois. Mm-hmm. You watched if, that cricket match? I, I did. I did. I, I, I don't know. Cricket matches are more high scoring than that, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, usually. Uh, I it is the joke. Uh, it was the joke of college football Twitter. It was it was what we were all watching. Because really, I mean, the mid the midday games were not great, um, and they weren't even great to start. And and just watching endless futility, it became comical. Uh, this new overtime format format is terrible. Um, I think somebody I saw someone post that the four times it's been used um, no less than half of the two point attempts have been successful. Yikes. So it's, it's not even really working to end the game faster. It just, it turns it into a slog because most teams only have three or four two point plays. Then you're just trying to run a play to get, or uh, to get three yards with only 13 yards ahead of you. 
So your spacing is all messed up and Penn State tried running it a little bit. They tried throwing it and just nothing worked. And of course, Illinois tried a Philly special and and dropped it. They did. Uh, They also uh, one of their DBs dropped a uh, when Illinois tried a Philly special, uh, Mm -hmm. dropped an interception that would have ended the game in the first overtime. Um, so, you know, it, that certainly hurt, uh, hurt the strength schedule, but, uh, <laughs> at, at this point, I'm not really worried about it. I, I think I'm, I'm, I know I'm in the minority on this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, the NFL's overtime is better than, than no. this. No. Yeah. Uh, and- after, after my NFL team worked to erase an 11 point deficit, this was two weeks ago. Worked to race an 11-point deficit in less than two minutes and then just never touched the ball in overtime. You got to get a stop. You got to get one stop. Why? That's it. Why? Because that's football. Because of a coin flip. No, because of a coin yeah, flip. Yeah, it's because of a coin flip. If you just continue the it game, maybe the there's way. an argument. It wouldn't, it... If, you, if you said it was, okay, we're going to play one more quarter. No. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you just continue the game on from the point that it ends, like the same team has the ball or whatever. Essentially, it's extra time with no golden goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if, if you do that, then that's fine. It's just that the way the NFL is determined is by a coin flip. No, it's determined by getting a stop. It actually, the math shows it isn't that high of a, of a probability that winning the coin, ship, coin flip wins the game. It's less than like, it's like 50... Point nine, like it's not even fifty-two percent. It's it's not that drastic. You just gotta get a stop. I mean, it, it's it's better yeah. now that you can't just kick a field goal. Right. Uh, I think that change really helped because it used to be legitimately get the ball, get to the thirty or to the forty, kick a field goal, win the game. And now you have to at least score a touchdown. Yeah, but it's I way think, better I than a two-point is- conversion contest. Well, yeah, this was an overreaction to the LSU Texas A and M game, which which was uh, the course, best bit of football I've seen <laughs> years, by the way. Right, right, and I get if you want to do that after the fourth or fifth overtime, but doing it after the second one, um, it, it just it, it turned it into a slog, and it, at that point either team winning the game it, it was a complete coin flip they they failed they both failed the first seven overtimes then they both made it in the eighth yeah yeah this is mm. this is why i don't like pks just do away with overtime have, have ties it's well i don't yeah, dislike that down. either because sometimes i think I, it was... I was actually thinking about that this week and i was trying to come up with a reason why not to do it because it's not like it matters no now. and this is you made fun of soccer for too long I don't always That's agree with him. Here. Matter of fact, most of them I don't agree with him. But Alexi Lawless once was asked why soccer has ties. And he said, because sometimes no one deserves to win. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly. exactly right. In this game, in this case, that game should have ended 10-10. Everyone goes home. You all yeah. should feel bad. I mean, now that it's just a bunch of people in a room deciding who gets to play in the playoff, like, who cares if you tie? <laughs> and, and all, Yeah, exactly. The, the, the tie... Just goes on your record as a another column in your spreadsheet, and yeah. both teams yeah. get it. 
it's like, yeah, no one cares. If, as long as it's a selection committee, and even if it wasn't, SP Plus would give one team A. Like the computer polls would rank some team better than the other anyway. Like they wouldn't, yeah. they'd factor you, it in. You have, you're going to have the committee factor uh, factor an overtime loss in. They yeah. would have done it with LSU in 2007. I mean, hell, hockey actually separates it out as an overtime or shootout loss. Right. Yeah. In the standings. Right. No, hockey overtime is the best. And maybe we should, maybe football should just take that. Every team loses a player after just a couple of Just go to field over. goals. Straight, yeah. straight to field goals. You play seven just, on seven. Just go straight yeah. to field goals and just keep moving it back further until somebody misses. No, I like see, that. I like that's, that that's what I think they're like. To me, why I don't like shootouts and I don't like PKs is we've played this sport. Yeah. And, and why yeah. I like the NFL's overtime. We've played this sport for this length of time. Now we're playing a new game with different rules for this next length of time. Let's just play the same game. Like the NBA doesn't go, all right, everybody, we're going to a dunk contest to decide the NBA finals. People lose their minds. I think you just go to extra time. I, I like that idea better. Instead of like doing a coin flip, just like fifteen more minutes. Player safety, though. Player and safety. if you've got the ball and you're trying, you're trying to score to end it, you can make the decision. Hey, I'm just gonna run out the clock here and you know get a tie. Continue on and in, in overtime. I, I think that could that could help things. This was all, or the, it could make things worse. This knows? was all in the uh, in the the desire was player safety and making the games not last five hours on CBS. Because you and I both yeah. know if that game had an extra fifteen minutes and it was on CBS. They'd oh. still be playing it somehow. My goodness. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I think I think you add eight minutes on, not not fifteen. I think that's, that's not a bad should... idea. Or or even like well, seven, and the NFL's seven and a half. Yeah, the NFL's no, but if you run the right offense, you could chew seven minutes up on one drive. Then that's get true. one stop. Yeah, yeah I, I I'm with <laughs> that's Crow it. on that part at least. You're playing it, both it you have to play offense and defense and special teams in football. Get exactly. One stop. So make both teams play defense. No, that doesn't. That's not how it always works. Auburn held the ball for an entire quarter you against South Carolina. Auburn held the ball for an entire quarter against South Carolina when Spurrier was the coach, mm-hmm. and we had Tuberville. Spurrier didn't yell. Wait a minute, that's not fair. We should get the chance to play offense in this quarter. No, you got to get a stop. You got to get one stop. I'm sure, he was thinking that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Them's or, the rules. You know, in the case of that one, recover an onside kick. Yeah, because sure. you got to play special teams and college football overtime doesn't require you to kick off or punt and shoot. Ask just ask Iowa. Punting's a huge part of the game. They built the whole school out of punting. Or San Diego State. That guy's averaging fifty four yards a punt. They're, are they still undefeated? Yes they, they are. Seven and oh. Uh speaking of a team that's not undefeated, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. But they aren't that far away from undefeated. They're just they're just terrible. Like they're bad to watch. Right. <laughs> they aren't like But they, they they're two games over five hundred. Right. And they fired their coach. <laughs> they fired a coach who has a winning record currently, but he does not have a winning record over his length of time at the school. And I don't think I put this in the Slack. I don't think it makes like I don't think it hits until you realize like my brother in law is a Texas Tech fan. The disappointment in that fan base that the Cliff Kingsbury era did not work out. 
Like that was supposed to be yeah. their guy. He was their guy when he was the quarterback. He goes to Texas A&M. He's Johnny Manziel's OC. Everyone realizes he's like the reason they were really good. He leaves A&M, comes home. We're going to be amazing. And it just never worked out. He never had a defense. He recruited quarterbacks like no one's business. And they, and they weren't even awful. They were just, yeah. No, because they couldn't stop anybody. They never had a defense. They had a top 15 offense every single year. But could never stop anybody. And and so then he gets fired. Was he there when they had Baker Mayfield? Yeah. He recruited him. He recruited Baker Mayfield and Pat Mahomes at the same time. Yep. And then they had to. They had. They they fired him for the same reason Auburn fires people. It just wasn't getting. There was no signs it was getting any better. Yeah. But if Texas Tech wins a game, come which coming up, they're not going to win a game. They play their next <laughs> four games are against ranked teams. But if they were to win one of those games, they'd be bowl eligible, and then they can't fire this guy. Yeah, well, and they're 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 probably firing him because uh, <laughs> with the, everyone else that's going to be in this, uh, the the two big ones that are going to be in this coaching search hunt, they probably want to go ahead and get on the ball. Yeah, I mean, that, any... that that's what the whole Ed O thing is about. Uh, is so that they can officially make contact with other people and right. not have to work back channels the whole for the whole. Uh, they shebang. should. Texas Tech, a they, head coach at San Antonio that uh, should be the favorite for that job. I was going to say, Texas Tech should call two people, and that's it. They should call Sonny Dykes at SMU because they are undefeated and ranked. And his dad was the only coach that Texas Tech ever had that was worth a darn before Mike Leach. Spike huh. Dykes. He built the program. This would be like that. if Pat Dye had a son named like Sonny Dye who was coaching at UAB. Auburn would, ha- Auburn would have to give him a call. Doesn't he have a son named Pat Dye? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. But he's not the head coach <laughs> at UAB. He's, he's an agent. Right. Yes. So if he – got to call that guy. He's the son of the guy who built your program from, from scratch. I don't know if Sonny Dykes wants the job. SMU is doing extremely well, and the campus in Highland Park is much nicer than the campus in Lubbock. And um, they'll probably be in the Big 12, right? <laughs> well, no, SMU is going to probably stick around in the American or whatever. They're I did not, I did not realize how uh, how old Sonny Dykes was. I, I thought he was much older than he is. No, because he was the hot young coordinator, a hot young coach when he went to Cal, and yeah. it just did not work out at Cal. Well, and he had been a head coach at Louisiana Tech for the three years prior. He's only fifty one now because he was he was crushing it at Tech. He was crushing it at La Tech. So Cal hires him. Tech should Texas Tech should have hired him when they hired this guy they just fired. But they didn't. SMU got him. And the other call they should make is Trailer at, at UTSA. Everyone should call that dude. Jeff Trailer is an unbelievable coach. Legitimately a genius. Um if you if you're in Texas, Oklahoma, or Louisiana, or really even Arkansas, and you have an opening, that needs to be your guy. I don't think LSU's smart enough to call him. And I don't think, I don't think LSU will call someone who has LSU a coach in the P five. Yeah, well, they want a they want a big name. I, they're going to try to get an NFL guy. I bet. Where, uh, where, and that's Mel- dumb. They're going to hire Bill O'Brien, you guys, and it's going to oh, be the most yeah, boring probably. nonsense. They're going to call James Franklin. He's going to tell him no, and they're going to call Mel Tucker. They're going to call Bill O'Brien, and he's going to say yes, 
and it's going to be super lame, and they're going to be bad. I think and we're lucky that, uh, that uh, what's-his-face, that was the coordinator, or passing game coordinator there. Joe doesn't, Brady. Yeah, Joe Brady. He doesn't have any interest in coaching in college, I don't think. so. Why would he? He's making a lot uh, of a money. Yeah. Um, he yeah. needs to learn how to run the dang ball. They're gonna hire. Well, they're gonna hire John Gruden, man. He's got. He's looking for a job. Yeah, John Gruden's available. <laughs> Jay Gruden's about to be available. <laughs> what are Meyer? He's in the market. Oh gosh, I kind of. I don't. I have too many friends that I like who went to LSU. Aren't they trying to get away to from the skirt chaser now? Exactly. I think LSU. <laughs> one of my friends was like, they should call Kendall Browse. I was like, you know what's not gonna happen. Is a team, yeah. is a Bryles coaching at LSU right now? Multiple Title IX investigations yeah. open. Who has an experience with Title IX investigations? A Bryles. Speaking of SEC football, I think we have an opponent coming up, right? That's right. The old Miss running Rebs. Speaking of uh, skirt chasers, the former alleged alleged skirt chasers. He's reformed, I'm sure. Allegedly. Fresh. He's also not married, so you know. Yeah, more power too. As long as they're not the the pregnant wife of a of a board member. Man. <laughs> Man, that story about Coach O was wilder than anything Ryan could have ever made up. <laughs> All right, because you got to imagine it in Orgeron's voice too. That's that's yeah. the oh, part that doesn't yeah. get conveyed in the story when you read it. Well, we don't know what happened. Well, we do know what happened. He walked up to a woman who was wearing well, workout clothes at a gas station and said, hey, you like you work out. And that was it. <laughs> and which is the most preposterous thing. And then more than that. she said, yeah. uh, I'm married and I'm pregnant. And he gave her the what's your man got to do with me <laughs> from the song. <laughs> like, I am trying to hear that. See, um, Ole Miss is quarterback's best quarterback in the conference. Full stop. Matt Corral, Matt Corral is the best quarterback in the SEC right now. Um, leading pass or leading rusher for the Rebels? Can Auburn yeah, stop him? Uh, uh, questionable. He's uh, about passing about 70% for the year, over nine yards an attempt, just one pick to 15 touchdowns. Uh, and then he's also Ole Miss's leading rusher with 100 carries, almost 500 yards, and nine touchdowns. Sack adjusted, that's over 500 yards. All right. Can Auburn score enough points? Yes. Against this defense, uh, I mean, possibly, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They did um, – they played well against LSU. Uh, they they did not let LSU run for uh, fourteen yards a carry on counter. Yeah, but that LSU team, I I actually that was another game I actually did get to watch a couple plays of. My brother turned it on and we watched the first Ole Miss series, and we said this LSU team has given up. <laughs> and we changed the channel because that that LSU team looked like they did not want to be there anymore. Yeah, we wanted to watch it. Yeah, I, I I don't think they, I think they still saw some things ahead of them. No matter how they felt about Orgeron going into uh, going into the Florida game, they're at home. Um, 
they had a good game plan, obviously. They had a game plan that worked, so they, they probably felt good about that. With everything that went on last week, um, I think that was a lot of it. I think Ole Miss is a just is, they're just a better team than LSU, so uh, that's going to happen. So we we all know Coach O knew he was fired before the Florida game, right? Like they had made that they'd come to that, that agreement yeah, already. The, the decision was made Thursday. It yeah, was not decided until Sunday. Did the team know that? Probably not. See, I, I'm wondering if maybe they did. Ed and they gave him, we're going to play for Coach O. Yeah, may, Ed maybe breaks it to him. Yeah. Because he knew it was happening. Right, no, he so, made he agreed to it on Thursday. Right, right. Then they beat Florida. And I think you only get one, let's do it for Coach O game. Yeah. You yeah, can't, yeah. You can't yeah. string that out for oh, a yeah. season. Okay, we did it for Coach O is kind of what this threat now. I don't know. He's strung it out for about five games at USC. Man, that's the that's a fact. That's a, that's how he got that job. He should still right? be their coach. Like he should still be he's, the head coach. He's auditioning for the Miami job right now. Honestly, uh, will Miami have him back? Uh, he's all about the U. Because I think he was. It was unceremonious the last time he was there. His exit from from the U. That's what makes it even better for Miami. Oh, it's a redemption story. Yeah. yeah. That's right. The Canes, yeah. that's what they're all about down there. Forgiveness and love. Uh, and not caring about facilities. Um, <laughs> so, Ole Miss, number four overall and basically the important offensive metrics. Top ten in touchdown percentage. They're, they're really good on offense. Like, it's... They're the best in the conference on offense. It's weird, though, because you if, – if I had not you – know, if you were looking at show notes right now, uh, if I had said, tell me about the Ole Miss offense, just generally, what do you know? You would say, oh, throw the ball around a lot, you know, hold a ton of passing yards, great receivers, uh, maybe struggle to run the ball. That's not this Ole Miss team. Uh, I mean, they, they are a good passing offense, but they they run the ball a lot. I mean – they're, um, where do they have it? Yeah, they're 113th in pass play percentage. They run the ball about 60, 65% of the time. They've got three running backs that all have about 60 carries. Um, and it's not just, you know, oh, they were up on a bunch of teams trying to, um, you know, just run the clock out. I mean, it's been this way in most of their games. Um, they weren't throwing the ball that much against Alabama when they were down. They weren't throwing the ball that much against uh, Arkansas when they had 52 points. Um, it's it's an interesting offense that you're not really used to from Ole Miss. Between uh, mean, Henry Parrish, Nick Connor, Jerry and Ely, all pretty high-profile running backs. Um, they've got weapons all over the field. So it's, it's going to be tough. I mean, if there, if, so if there's one weakness to get at this offense, though, it's in their offensive line. Now, they are not great uh, about giving up sacks. Then uh, they're 89th in the country in sack rate. So it, how it, did some of the kind of pass rush? So, so I mean, they've lost two games, right? Just how, the one down. Just oh, okay. How did Alabama deal with them? Like, what was what was the key? Their to offense. Them? Yeah, they had, they had better players. 
Well, right. Yeah. I, I like to think we probably ha- still have better players than Ole Miss uh, defense the, versus their offense. The one thing Alabama is really, really good at on defense is stopping the run. Uh, I believe, and I think Brian may be looking it up, they're, I believe they're first in the conference against the run. They, they're giving up less than like three yards a carry. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Um, so that's, that's what they're successful with. Ole Miss also attempted to play a very heavy underdog strategy uh, playbook in that game, which they should have. They absolutely should have. Sure. Uh, you know, you take it back to the, the our best comparison would have been the South Carolina game in 2014 when Steve Spurrier kept going for fourth down. I don't think yeah, they yeah. punted in right. that game. Or they right. punted once because he knew the only way they could win that game was if they kept the ball. They probably um, should That's what Alabama did on offense as well was they ran it down their throat. Uh, Brian Robinson for Alabama, 36 carries, 171 yards. I mean, not really even a great average, but they just ran the ball at them and kept the ball away from them. I mean, it was, yeah, 35 nothing uh, at the beginning of the third quarter, after the first drive of the third quarter. So we should, we should try to run the ball, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, that's, like I think that's got to be the game plan, um, especially yeah. because I mean, their defense is really not good, but the – Literally the only stat I can find that they were halfway decent at is sacks. They're uh, well, that's uh, that, that's 13th okay. in the country sack rate. I think that's uh, okay. Yeah, we don't give up a lot of sacks because I think Bo will keep himself yeah. from being sacked. So, um, but you've got to keep him out of obvious passing downs. Sure, we can run the ball and get you know second and five, second and four, third and two, third and one. We're okay if it's. It looks like we're facing a lot of third and tens. Bo's going to get uh, some pressure on him. But third and ten is when he is that's where he lives. That's where he runs around, <laughs> does crazy stuff, and throws it to the back of the end zone. Backyard Bo. Guys, real quick, shout out to Justin Lee at, by Justin Lee for making me laugh out loud earlier on this podcast, interrupting Ryan on accident. He responded to someone on Twitter who was being weird and at saying it's bad that the beat writers don't refer to Coach Harson as Coach Harson and sometimes call him Brian. Which is so stupid that they do this. Doing this over again. <laughs> he, he said, "That's Coach Barbie to you." See how dumb that is. It <laughs> got That's me, guys. It got me, Justin Lee. No, it's Ugh. stupid to to make. They're not the Pope. Like they didn't go to coach school for six years to <laughs> like they didn't get a degree, coach degree. It's a title. It's just a job they do. I don't make you say, "Oh, Podcaster Crow, how are you doing, Podcaster?" It'd be ridiculous. <laughs> call him coach if you want to. Don't call him coach if you don't want to. But they should call each other coach every single time. Like Ted Lasso. Who does only it bother to coach him that coach. they call him Brian? Because I think that's the only thing that matters. I right? don't think it does. <laughs> he hasn't said Brian's anything. The only person that bothered was uh, Deion Sanders. That's right. He's the. That's right. Deion's the one who yeah. said it's Coach Prime or whatever it is. Yeah, oh Coach, Prime. coach Prime. Coach <laughs> Prime. That's not even your name. <laughs> well, no. Was it? It well, wasn't Coach Saban. Dion acceptable? It wasn't Saban. It was somebody else who writes in Alabama who started this whole debate because right. someone called they, Nick Saban Nick, and he was like, "No, it wasn't. 
it wasn't that they called him Nick. They called him Saban. That's right. And he kind of bristled at that. He is okay if you call him Nick if right. or if you call or him Coach, Coach Saban, Saban. He doesn't. He just doesn't like just the last name. And, you know, I, I get that. It's, it is kind of it's, patronizing it's to call weird. somebody that, yeah. Um, and then I think Dion thought that that's – that he just always wanted to be called Coach, and that was not what it was. Um, well, and Dion saw a chance to make a headline before the season started and took it. You got to call me Coach Coach Sanders. Yeah. Coach Prime. Dion's never met a camera he didn't want to play to. Uh, <laughs> how's that going for him over there not too bad actually uh, yeah they uh they came up here to huntsville on alabama a&m's homecoming and won something like 66 to 17 Oof. yeah i think they're like signing fairly okay recruits wasn't like, his, they, isn't his son a four-star yeah so like he said they, they have really his son so ulm yeah. Alabama State, or sorry, Jackson State is six and one right now. Yeah, with just the one loss to ULM, a maybe not god awful ULM team. Um, you know, you got to be careful with Terry Bowden in his first year. <laughs> you know it. Oh, I forgot until just this moment that he was the coach at ULM. Yeah, I got to relive how funny that is all over again. And they they get to play in Baton Rouge in a couple weeks. Let me tell you right now, <laughs> I will be the biggest. I'll be a bigger Terry Bowden fan than anybody on that day. That would be hilarious if, if Terry the Warhawks. In, in his uh, inaugural seasons at a job in Baton Rouge. Wow. <laughs> that's the only, that's the kind of stats you come to this podcast for. Nobody else, nobody else giving you that. Well, we, you've, you've I, I, I will say the, that that is a judge. That's Josh Dubb's stat. I've heard one though. Well, sure. Uh, you've left off the most important <laughs> stat that people come here for. What time the game is? What time is the game, bro? Well, you know, this is the – we don't actually have any sponsors on this program except for those that are just kind of shoehorned in. But if we did, we would have the – we have a sponsor right here. And we would say this is the Timex time of the game or the Golden Flake Chips time of – choice of the game time. It is Ole Miss plays at Auburn at 6 p.m. Central. And that'll be Saturday, October 30th, the day before Halloween, a spooky 6 o'clock kickoff. Come see us at the tailgate. Uh, guys, we always, we formally. Just don't be weird. That's the only Don't rule. be weird. No, and, do and it. introduce yourself by your Twitter no. handle. J- Jimmy, Jimmy might throw you out if, you, if you're weird, so don't be <laughs> weird. If you show up and don't He'll tell. He'll be angry. If you show up and don't tell Chief least. who you are on Twitter, yeah, yeah. you might yeah. be Josh <laughs> Dub and hang out for three hours and us not know who you are. <laughs> Um, yeah, a long time ago, Ryan, I was in college at Auburn, and we played Ole Miss on a Halloween weekend. Is that back in the Dyer era? Uh, um, no, I was firmly in the Tupperville era before Halloween. Yeah, but there were a lot of fraternity and sorority Halloween events, I believe, that weekend. A buddy of mine came in to watch the game. He went to college in California, wanted to go to an SEC game, flew in. Auburn destroyed Ole Miss. Um, and I got in a car accident at the corner of Gay and Magnolia. And by, no. by car accident, I mean, I was parked at a red light, stopped at a red light. And a, you know, back then I had a big pickup truck and because gas was free and, uh, 
a Honda Civic in the back of me at 45 miles an hour. Oh, my God. And my car was fine. Literally nothing on it. Her car was completely crushed. Like, destroyed. Um, And she got out dressed as a nurse. (laughs) (laughs) Was extremely intoxicated. Oh. And uh, one of my buddies jumped out of my truck yelled at somebody on the sidewalk to call the police <laughs> said you you saw that call the police and we did the whole thing had a cop showed up wow. gave a statement they did a field sobriety test on this lady i don't know actually what happened to her hopefully she's she did great and passed <laughs> but her, her civic was her civic was jeffed um yeah that's my auburn Ole Miss. we won that game actually wow. fairly i don't remember what year it was that may have been 07 would have been uh, so we, you know, on in, oh, inviting three. you. Uh, oh, my freshman year was oh four, and yeah, I, I was gonna oh, oh three oh, and oh three is the Obamanu. Uh Are the only times that Ole Miss has won in Auburn. Okay, so this I mean I know we won. I just can't remember if it was oh six or oh seven. I think it was oh seven. Anyway, we won by a lot. It was really cold and. That was seven. Yeah. Because yeah. two, 2005 was a date. It was an 11 o'clock kick or 1130. Uh, it, was a, it was a morning game. And then 2007 was a cold night game. I do remember that. Yeah. it was. All I remember is that it was cold and I had Hungry Howie's Pizza all over my windshield because it flew from the back <laughs> seat <laughs> onto the windshield with the garlic crust. Wonderful. I just remember what Ryan and I both did on uh, with our bye week. We went to see Dune in IMAX. We Dune's did. the one with the worms, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's the movie that inspired Beetlejuice and Tremors. So it's I was like, about to say, who, and the who's Matrix. Playing so, who's playing Reba's role? Kevin. <laughs> so this is a Kevin Bacon remake. Uh, sure. Sure. No, I this actually is a, don't uh, know fun, the answer fact, to this, and those, I'm not joking. Those worms are actually the next old Miss mascot. <laughs> yeah. I always yes, sandworms. Come on. I always get right. Dune and Tremors confused, and I actually don't know which one is which. Uh, Tremors is the one with Kevin Bacon and Reba in it. Uh, Dune 1984's Dune is the adaptation of the book with starring Kyle MacLachlan and Sean Young. Kyle MacLachlan is Agent Dale Cooper in Twin Peaks, or okay. Mr. Big, I believe, is who he is in uh, Sex in the Sex City. City. Now you're now you're speaking no, my language. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, Chris Noth is Mr. Big. He's the other dude. One of the other dudes that looks like Chris Neth, kind of. Yeah. Uh, um. And uh, yeah, he, he's in that. It's nothing like the book. Uh, Sting plays one of the characters. Uh, Which one? He's not in the. He's not in the new movie. Uh, spoiler alert! No, I know. Oh, he's Fade Rotha. Hmm. The okay. Knob Aaron. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> That may be the nerdiest thing any of you have ever heard. Um, well, I couldn't get my sting joke in, but... Oh, sorry. Yeah. He didn't come down from the rafters, if that's what you were going to ask. How how close were people standing to him? In this, Was they standing too close? Uh, um, no, no, no. Is it in space? Was he walking on the moon? It wasn't on space. Uh, he was on Arrakis, so he wasn't on the moon. Okay. Uh, and, and he was on Getty Prime. Anyway, um, Dune's great. Go see it in the theater if you can. See it in the loudest. Is Sting in this one? 
No, he is not. He is a Dave Bautista takes his role. No, 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 no. Oh, I like Dave Bautista. Every little thing he does is magic. Dave Bautista is the beast Raban, Glasso. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, Faderoth is not in this. Need a second. Need a second uh, viewing then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Yep, it's great. Go see it uh, in IMAX if you can, Um, because it is. It is. It's not. uh, It's not Avatar levels of. Uh, if you didn't see it in a theater, you might as well not see it. Because if you didn't stinks. see Avatar, <laughs> if you didn't see Avatar in 3D in the theater, there's really no point. It was it was quite the experience in the theater uh, at the time. Uh, it's more it's closer in line with Dunkirk. Uh, Ooh, I like that movie. Uh, in that specifically uh, the sound in it was yeah yeah Dunkirk is great at home, but it was a whole ass experience in the movies. Like and this this is similar to that. Um, and, and uh, so you're saying me watching Dunkirk for the first time on my phone was, was not, horrible. Yeah, okay. Not you did not get that movie yeah. it, like no. it should have been. <laughs> so I thought uh, that way about 1917, and I saw that on a really big TV, and I was yeah. still like, mm, I should have seen this in the theater. Yeah, it was great in the theater too. It, it was that was a similar thing, but I saw Dunkirk in the uh, what's the word for it. Like the, the planetarium screen at the oh Space yeah the, the rounded that thing. was yeah that was that was hard to watch it was really cool yeah I, really hard to watch though yeah yeah uh, Golson and I went to see uh, 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 the Force Awakens in that at the McQueen Center and while it was cool because it was also uh, on film which is the only time I got to see it on film uh, it was uncomfortable to say now the least. is Dune in, is it set in the desert. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. A it's so, it's so, so, uh, every movie you've ever seen ripped off the 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 book, dude. Uh, the Matrix is just a straight uh, uh, cyberpunk ripoff of Dune, uh, and uh, uh, Tremors takes the Sandworms. Beetlejuice takes the Sandworms. Star Wars takes a lot the, from Dune. The desert planet. Yeah. Uh, um, so. A lot of movies, a lot of a lot of stuff. Um, it's it's probably the most influential sci-fi novel uh, written. Some people probably argue Foundation, uh, but I don't know. Um, yeah, Chief, I, I just got the uh, Twin Suns versus Twin Moons. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a bit, Star Wars. That's that's yeah. there. I you know, and I, I honestly, I've never once read or heard George Lucas talk about. Dunes. He's talked about all kinds of other influences on Star Wars, but never once have I heard him mention Dune. Um, so, um, uh, watch 1984's Dune if you like weird 80s movies that are nothing like their source material. Oh, now we're talking. Uh, there's also a, a sci fi miniseries, Dune, called Frank Herbert's Dune. You can watch that on YouTube. And there's the sequel to it, Children of Dune, also available on YouTube. <laughs> But go see Dune. All right. Theater. You heard it here first, folks. Go see Dune in theaters. Sting is not in it. Which I know. Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya are. Okay, I like Zendaya. Not enough uh, to like watch every breath she takes. And Dave Bautista, Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin. Yeah, Jason Momoa rules. And, uh, oh, God, what's her name? I I can't remember. Oscar Isaac, did you say that? Uh, 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 Oscar Isaac. Uh, God, what is her name that plays Lady Jessica? Roxanne. Uh, not quite. 
was close. That's a good one. Thanks. Alright. I do get that joke. Everybody Bonus have a worry go week, kid. Bonus.